a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. A fully grown doxy came soaring out of a fold in the material, shiny beetle-like wings whirring, tiny needle-sharp teeth bared, its fairy-like body covered with thick black hair and its four tiny fists clenched with fury. Harry caught it full in the face with a blacks of doxy side. It froze in midair and fell with a surprisingly loud thunk onto the worn carpet below. Harry picked it up and threw it in the bucket. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show that chapter by chapter deconstructs the Harry Potter series and then complains about it as if anyone's making us do this. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 6, The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. This chapter is pretty much just the cleanup song from Barney, plus some backstory about Sirius Black's super racist family. All right, thanks guys for bullshitting long enough that I could actually finish doing my notes. There you go. We always <laughs> there for you. Cool, are we ready to start the episode? Let's I go. believe so. Boy, howdy. First, let me get this fucking gigantic book out of my face. It's the it's the Order of the Phoenix. It was in, it's in my zone right now. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of my personal space. You have two? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, the Look German at that one. Thing. Oh my god! The German one is so much bigger. <laughs> Them nouns get long. Yeah, it's uh, one thousand twenty-two pages. Oh, yo! Did it come so... with a back brace? <laughs> You're 10 years old and you're about to read a book that weighs approximately a quarter of your body weight. Here's a brace <laughs> so you don't hurt yourself. It's a paving slip, yeah. yeah. The government regulates that you cannot read this book standing unless it is supported by an object. It is illegal for 10-year-olds to read Harry Potter while holding the book themselves because of back problems. <laughs> I just, like, staked a, a drooping houseplant before this, you know, <laughs> for, like, to brace it on something, and I'm, like... Your child needs a pole to lean against while they're reading Harry Potter so as to not injure themselves. This is our designated reading pole. It's for everyone <laughs> in class that wants to read a book that's too large. It's like a bus stop, but you're not waiting to get picked up. No, actually, they install them at bus stops so that two people can lean on either side to uh, safely read their books before uh, <laughs> heading off. Okay, I'm going to start us now. <laughs> Welcome to the restricted section where we stand a breaking the cycle of racism and abuse king. My co-host today is Andrew and Andrew, I'm going to be real with you. I'm already kind of mad at you because the introduction that I wrote for this episode over the summer was my co-host today is the noble person from the most ancient house of their last name, but you're the only fucking person on this show for whom I am not allowed to use your last name. So my joke is ruined. I hope you're happy. I am. I'm very <laughs> much so happy. The noble and most ancient house of redacted. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm extremely excited because our special guest today is a new guest, but an older friend, Constantine, friend of the pod. How are you doing today, Constantine? I'm doing absolutely fine. It is about a quarter to 10 in Germany and uh, just get in the podcast in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, and I forgot to say, please say hello to the listeners. Hello to the listeners. That was a very good like radio voice. So tell us a little bit about your Harry Potter history. Like, when did you get into reading the books? When did you get into the movies, etc.? Well, at uh, first, I think I was introduced in third grade. We read the first Harry Potter in third grade. Well, obviously in German. So it was around... Uh, well, you're going to feel old right now. It was around 2006 that I was in third oh. grade. So... Um, oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I was older. So, but this was uh, quite good for me because I did not have to wait for the books to come out because I think Deathly Hallows was released in, I think, 07. But it took me another eight to ten years uh, before I read them in English. Or rather, at first I listened to them in English and uh, afterwards I read them. Okay. Nice. So as an American, I can only assume that when you read them in first grade, you you obviously had a bunch of third. parents. It was third, third grade. grade. Oh, third grade. Yeah. Uh, I, I can only assume then that, of course, a bunch of parents wrote in about how you can't be using a witchcraft book at school and it became a big thing, right? That That's how it worked? Well, not. <laughs> it, it, it not worked like that because... They love uh, witches in Germany. <laughs> that's just us? That's It's just us where that happens? Weird. In America, the... Is I think it's uh, the Christians that uh, don't don't like this. Uh, That's right. That's very much correct. Yes. So our interpretation of Christianity is uh, a slight a bit different. So uh, it is not that hardcore over here. So uh, we had uh, one uh, in our class um, that was um, Muslim, and uh, she wasn't allowed to read it. Oh, because okay. is it in included young boys and a girl being friends oh wow that is not the twist i was expecting okay well yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow interesting oh my gosh i've never even heard that perspective see and tina this is why i make my stupid jokes because sometimes you get to be educated when you make a stupid joke so (laughs) ha worth it thank you for the knowledge boom you're welcome So, Constantine, what Hogwarts house are you? I am a Gryffindor. Oh, yeah? Why? <laughs> because the... A real Gryffindor would never back down from that kind of challenge. <laughs> so, uh, I, I uh, at first, I, um, I always thought, okay, I think I'm a Gryffindor. Then I took the test, and uh, two times out of three times, it uh, came out as Gryffindor, and uh, one time... It uh, came out with Ravenclaw, which I absolutely did not understand. <laughs> uh, it's good to know yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I I was surprised myself. Uh, I rather thought that uh, I uh, would have something like uh, Slytherin or something like that, uh, something completely strange. So it was Gryffindor, and uh, I never back down in class from a teacher if they said, well, I don't think that this is right. So, oh. well, then you are wrong. 
This was was about was always my my answer to the teachers. Well, oh, I love that. It's uh, it turned out it wasn't the best idea to do this. <laughs> They're like, he's such a Gryffindor. Yeah, so I thought, well, Harry is not annoying. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us for the restricted section this week. We're here to talk about. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 6, The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. So pretentious. <laughs> I get that it's the book is doing a tongue-in-cheek thing, but... Uh, you, you, don't, you don't make sure to constantly remind people how noble and ancient your lineage is? Now, I mind you, everyone so has noble. ancestors at some point, so it's kind of stupid to be like, the most ancient... Yeah, everyone has an old-ass house. Yeah, but I think it's like it's like a I can trace my lineage yeah, situation. It's a blue blood thing. Like I can't trace my personal lineage. Can you trace your personal lineage, Constantine? I've done something like that uh, for the last couple of years, and I think I'm currently seventeen hundred something. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. There are some apps out there um, that uh, you can write those things down and uh they find the uh the, the matches from from the archives and um it is uh, oh, that's cool it's very very to cool that. to do this so and uh i was also able to uh ask sa some uh my grandma uh has some knowledge about um this and uh, she said well this guy this guy this guy and uh mm -hmm. We don't talk about this guy, but this guy was actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes it is like the it when uh, in in the olden days they uh, divorced and no, no, he was never part of our family or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it it was always a very stupid thing. So, uh, like in Coco, when it's like the one guy, the one musician leaves the family, and then like for generations, the family's like, we'll never listen to music ever again. <laughs> We write off all of music. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe write off men, not music. Well, and, like, thank God he wasn't a cook, right? Because, like, we're never <laughs> going to prepare food. Fuck. <laughs> mm -mm. No. Well, this is going to end in this generation. Well, <laughs> all right. We had a good run, but guys, this is over. Yeah. Andrew, do you know your lineage, your genealogy? I do. Actually, um, my my family comes from southwestern Virginia, and the name is very prevalent and goes back a very long way. And we can there's actually a book that was published by someone that like traces the family back, which all sounds really cool until you remember that if you can trace your family back to southwestern Virginia for a very long time, you come into a lot of things that are very un. Oh, for minute. sure. Yeah. My my so. <laughs> mother's family is also from Southern Virginia. Yep. And that we have we've run into some in person uncomfortable uh, history uh, when we go to visit that area. Well, th there, was, there was one time that like we were going through that book, and my dad just like opened it up to a random page to be like, "See, this kind of cool. All the stuff that you can know." And he randomly opened up to a will from like the early 1800s that was specifying slaves and how many would go to who and it's like oh yeah yep. great awesome yep. i want to know more <laughs> okay we have to get off this topic <laughs> how did we get here 
the oh, noble in the, the title yeah, the of the chapter. You know, <laughs> we made it far. We got real oh, far. We have not even started yet. I think valuing your bloodline, sort of like above being a good person and like making real connections, um, is like bad. You know, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we have a very dark history in Germany about this. <laughs> I think it was recent. Um, <laughs> you are so, you're uh, right about that. Do, do you have some friends with grandpas who are currently pig farmers in Argentina? Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh my god! Well, there are very ma many um, old German names in this part of the world. So, Ooh, um, yeah, and um, well. Just better don't talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, guys, we have to stop. We're at the beginning of the episode. We're, we all seem awful. We're literally at the head of the trail that is this episode. And all three of us at different points have looked over at another trail that just says doom. And we're all like, I mean, we could. We could just like, just a short little stroll. Just like consider five minutes in, doom. five minutes Con out. Just see what there visiting. is. Doom. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of outdoor recreation. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get us started. Chapter whatever chapter. Six. Six. Chapter six. The noble and most ancient and most stupidest house of flag. So the last chapter was let's sit in the kitchen and dish, and we all the grown-ups were like fighting about Harry in front of his face. So finally, good stuff. We, good stuff. Finally, finally, Molly Weasley is like bed, and we're not fucking talking about it. <laughs> bed. And so she sends all the kids to bed, and it's like I don't know, man. It's like just I again, just I feel like you could cut this chapter. <laughs> There's a later scene that we definitely could cut, but like I love also too that Molly does the ultimate mom move of like, and Hermione, Jenny's gonna be asleep, so be quiet. Oh, Which, yeah, like, Jenny's for sure going to be asleep. Well, and I love how all the way that it's written, all the uh, like Harry's like <laughs> or all the, the males are like, there's no way that Jenny's going to be asleep. And it's like you dinguses. You don't realize that Molly knows Hermione's smart enough to realize that's her telling her don't talk to Jenny when you go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not smart enough to understand the instructions. They weren't meant for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Fred. It was Fred. He Fred? said, well, yeah. if, uh if Ginny is uh, not still um, awake um, to hear everything that uh, was said from Hermione, I am a flubberworm. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and like obviously, Molly's like, I'm, I'm gonna be listening, and she does. Mm -hmm. I do like that we get a little bit of a nod at Ginny and Hermione's like budding friendship in this book because they they get pretty close by the end of it. And I love that for them. They're like two strong women just in a world of idiot dudes. Yes. Trying to make it happen. Yes, absolutely. So Ron and Harry are getting ready for bed. And then Ron is like, uh, so what do you reckon? What do you reckon, buddy? <laughs> I, it's one of those things where I, I've had this moment before where like, you know, you want to talk, but you don't know, like, it's obvious, like, this is what we want to do. So let's just, let's just break the ice somehow. Right. But there's no like direct way to just, to just do it. <laughs> That's weird. Children are weird. I, I, like you, just, if you have a best friend, you just turn to them and you're like, you, you don't even have to ask. You just already know. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you don't uh, go uh, out there and uh, ask a friend of yours, so what do you think about the murder squad that's trying to kill you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I just need like, to. I just need to gauge your reaction. Yeah, are, are we on really like, like a, a you're happy? Keeping it in right now. Yeah. Are, are we happy about? No, no. I'm reading. See, I'm reading you. No, we're not happy. Okay, yeah. This is a bad thing. The murder squad that wants to come and get you dead. Me and my best friends. If we were, if we're in a conversation that's like going weird or weird stuff is happening, I don't know about y'all, but me, I, we would be making eye contact the whole time. We would be vibe checking each other. Through the entire conversation, you know what I mean? Yes. Having been there, yes. <laughs> Whenever I'm trying to do that, too, if I'm, like, in a conversation and I'm trying to, like, catch my husband's eye to be like, this bitch, right? But he, like, won't look at me. I'm like, come on. Come, come on, on. Don't you know? <laughs> this bitch. Like, don't you think she's talking a lot? Like, Sean, I need you to look at me so we can judge other people without words. Come on. Now. Come <laughs> exactly, on. Exactly. Exactly. Look at me. <laughs> so as soon as Ron and Harry start talking, Fred and George apparate into the room. <laughs> and I love them and I would do this. I love that they make a joke that you don't get for a whole nother book. Like it's it reads like a joke, but no one like because they say the thing about it, it's harder to do it in the dark, right? It's harder to oh, apparate yes. in the dark. But we know for a fact, and later on, they get taught you have to close your eyes while you're apparating. So being in the dark should have literally nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing at um, all. Hmm, I guess you're right. Are you sure that they have to close their eyes? Yeah. Isn't that the thing? Close your eyes. Think about where you want to go and spin on your, do a twist and yeah. Yeah. You, you, have, you have to, you have to focus on, on the point you, you want to apparate and, uh, well, if you would open your eyes, uh, you, may you maybe would apparate into uh, the wall or something because you see the wall in this case. So yeah, you just that, need, yeah. need to need to close your eyes, memorize where you want to go, and just spin around and be gone. Yeah. Plus, X Men taught us that if you keep your eyes open when you teleport, then you see the demons that live in the time dimension in between worlds. So we don't want to do that either, you know. Hmm. I googled, do you have to close your eyes to apparate? And I can't find anything. I mean, I it's, got just, nothing. it's just so known. It's just such uh, a commonly known thing. I, I, I perhaps have never yet googled a, for a Harry Potter fact and not gotten it. Because Google loves to tell me every dumb shit that's ever come up about Harry Potter. Um, But I'm getting a lot of, why couldn't. Newt Scamander apparates to the USA. Why did he have to get on that boat? That's a great question, but it's not the answer to my search query. <laughs> They're just speculating about what is this great weapon that the that Sirius like talked about. They're like protect the Order of the Phoenix is protecting it, but they have no idea what it could be. And I think we talked about this in the last episode, but I'd love to ask y'all. Do you remember when you were reading this for the first time? Did you have any guesses about what the weapon was that they're talking about it this whole book? I thought it was something to do with time, like going like a time back turner? in time. Well, yeah, because like the obvious thing would be, in my mind, like go back and try and kill Harry again when he's still a kid. 
so like that was always what i assumed is that it was like something that would enable you because like then the with putting the time turner in earlier on in the series i thought for sure that there would be some yeah you would think that maybe it would come up again yeah so i, I always thought that it was something to do with like being be able like to go cooler. back yeah so you thought of the cursed child before the cursed child was actually a thing how dare you <laughs> <laughs> don't you put that evil on me <laughs> it is your memory chat <laughs> no. do you remember Constantine having any guesses about the weapon well how old was I I think I was 11 or 12 when I read this I think as a, as a kid you just uh, assume it would be a big cannon or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I think someone, I think maybe Dan in last week's episode said that when we were talking about it, like a big cannon or like a big gun or something. I mean, it makes sense. You want that gun that you can fire in the air and it'll land on whoever you want to kill, right? That, that's that's or, the real or, weapon. Or uh, a cannon you, you fire and it disapparates to the spot where the person you wanted to kill Ooh. is. That is very cool. That's pretty cool. Surely there's a video game where that's a thing. What would be the what would be the name of that weapon though? Would it it would have to have something with blunderbuss like apparatus? I was going to say bus, no. Hmm. Seek and find. Seek and find. Okay, that's pretty good. Seek and boom. Seek seek and, seek and destroy. Boom. Seek, yeah, seek and destroy. <laughs> yep, yep. Seek and destroy. Uh, oh my god, it would be a seeker. Are you joking me? We're moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Why do we keep writing this better? <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, it would find the seeker. Yeah. <laughs> the seeker becomes the sought after. <laughs> the seeker Ooh. becomes the seeked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so eventually they hear Molly Weasley, like, creeping on them, and they apparate, the twins apparate back to their room for bed. It almost feels condescending that Molly is, like, They'll never hear me coming. <laughs> like in this creaky old house. I don't know. Or do you think she's maybe trying to be like, I'm listening? Yeah, it's the Walmart security technique where you paint the cameras very obvious so that people know they need to avoid them, right? So like if you ever go into like any sort of large shopping center, they're always going to have very visible cameras. And so to like mentally remind you that they're there, right? And it's the same thing yeah. Molly's doing, which is you make as much noise as possible so they know they have to at least shut up and that you're there and it's in the back of your mind. Oh my god. Molly, go have a glass of wine. You think there isn't one in that hand? Mm. <laughs> I want them to give Molly more wine. <laughs> like, help her chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I think uh, how how could she not hear the uh, the crack uh, fr from uh, from the twins disapparating? Great Because point. Because it it, se it seems to uh, be very loud. As um, yeah. the um, was it in the first chapter? Was Dudley yeah. demanded yeah. where um, Uncle Vernon ne nearly strangles Harry due to uh, someone else disapparating, and um, so why why? How 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 deaf you can can you be? Yeah, it it sounds like a car backfiring. Yeah, guys, ready, Or, ready, I'm gonna blow your what? mind. What? She was loud to get them to go back. She knew that they would evaporate oh, into that room. Oh, 
<laughs> so that, that that's her knowing like okay she's like now- i don't have it in me to yell exactly but like, you fuck off man <laughs> go to bed she she can't enter ron already bolted the door or oh <gasps> doesn't he have done it already he did i think he did because he says creature mm, I think yeah. he- oh, oh oh was it afterwards i think it's before it's right when they walk in, right? That's why they had to apparate, right? That's why that is not why they had to apparate. <laughs> there were showboats, and that's yeah, why yeah, they, they had to they, apparate. Ron Ron had had already bolted the door, so um she if she wouldn't be able to come in. Well, she got blessed the, the door open, but Aloha Mora <laughs> Aloha Mamra. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> It's a spell that unlocks the door, opens the door, and turns on the lights all in one. It's a very useful spell. <laughs> not good. Not good for privacy. No, no. Many moms have seen many teens doing things they did not want to see because of this spell. Oh my god! Or yeah. orers also use the same spell when they're raiding a home. That's Aloha Capra, and that actually causes <laughs> a lot of random blasts of magical energy that cause horrible damage. It's it's a much more destructive spell. Chupacapra. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's the next day. Game saved. Game saved. You reached a... Oh my god. What is it called? Save you point. You a checkpoint. Checkpoint. Save point. Yes. So the boys get woken up early because they they need to come eat breakfast quickly and then clean. And that's the whole rest of the chapter is that they're cleaning. Oh, are we going to call this cleaning? Because I, I think it's more accurately described as getting a bunch of teenagers large amounts of poison to go and track down dangerous animals. Okay, yes. So can you be more specific? What exactly are they doing that makes you say this? It's, it, this is the doxies, right? The, the, the large... The curtains are infested vested. with doxies. I'm yeah. going to Google a picture. Doxies. Aren't They're we terrifying. talking about Harry's anxiety dream, which oh, he had during dachshund. the night? Oh, yeah, Ooh, he does have an did... I stopped writing down his dreams already because they're so annoying <laughs> in this book. <laughs> we, sh- we should do a quiz show about Harry's anxiety dreams. <laughs> They never change. They're all just the same. Yeah, but they slightly change. It is like uh, he knew that uh, something was uh, wrong with Quirrell in in the Philosopher's Stone because he he dreamed about it uh, the first night he was in Hogwarts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because he had uh, Quirrell's turban on and uh, it was uh, talking to him that he should be in Slytherin. That's oh, right. Yeah, you're right about that. Dang. It's almost like the writer of these books was kind of lazy and was like, how do I do foreshadowing? I don't know. What if I just put the 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 res- resolution of this book in a dream? <laughs> do do you do you wonder if like by the time they've gotten to the fifth book, if the people at the publishing company were getting the manuscripts and were like kind of talking shit about it the whole time man i don't know like i think that maybe if you have harry potter you do whatever you can to keep harry potter oh absolutely i think they were just like oh fuck yeah this looks great we'll give it a light proofread like i i really think they were like hell yeah you're a genius that's what we've been saying this whole time 
And but like then when she leaves, I can only imagine them look at each other like, Millicent, did you notice that she did the same fucking thing again? It's another dream. Also, have you ever noticed that Joanna's a cunt? (laughs) Driving up here with her redhead ass. Sorry, I love redheads. I don't know why I said that. I was going to say, that was an odd (laughs) choice. Guys, I dated a redhead. Don't worry about it. She comes up here all breathing air. (laughs) Have I ever told you guys the podcast that I once wrote a why a dystopian novel called The Last Ginger? That I still have an electronic copy of. It is technically for sale on Amazon Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to support one of my books just because you love me, please don't make it that one. Save it, save it, save it. Got some books coming out in the next couple of years. But um, <laughs> it's a completely acceptable read that I'm not particularly proud of in terms of diversity, but it's not bad. Besides that. Anyway, I'm going to share my screen real quick Whoa. because I want us to look at Doxies. They look so bananas, right? Doxies! This one is like a frog with like elephant ears and like cat eyes. And also seems to totally miss the black beetle wings, which is one of the few oh, yeah, the descriptors that we're given. Wings. It's a very cool imagining. Um, are the ears the wings? <laughs> I what if think, the ears are the wings? They are, I, I think. think. for that one, it's supposed to be, yeah. So, like, it's a very cool-looking animal. Uh, only the Harry Potter wiki. <laughs> well, like, well, who made this picture? What, is it in Care of Magical... Care of Magical... Is it in Fantastic Beasts? No. No, no, no. Well, or, or it might be in the movie, I guess. I guess... Doxy is an archaic English term meaning prostitute. Derives from the German word Docke? How do you say that? I told you I'd bring a German word into this. Where is it? This line right here. This is a very old German word. (laughs) If it originates from there, it is most certainly a very old German word. Because if it originated before the language even uh, was uh, was there to, to pick this up, so um, it is very, very old in this case. 1520 slang. Good okay, lord. You, so you can see this. It means rogue's girlfriend or beggar's mistress. <laughs> yeah, 1520s slang. <laughs> Good lord. With the deterioration of meaning from sweetheart and wench to whore. Love it. This is on Edemy online, Edem online right now, which is my favorite website. I have never seen this website, but I absolutely love it now. It's my favorite website in the world. So yeah, there's these illustrations that I can't really figure out where they're from. They are, I mean, they are on HarryPotter.fandom.com, but it just feels like a lot of artistic effort to put into like a random website listing because this is like a beautiful rendering of this like bonkers creature. It could be uh, something like an AI. Um... Oh, yeah, that's I true, forgot, yeah. I forgot that AI does art now. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's not. Yeah, you should, you we'll should, you should try. You should try it for Christmas cards. It is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just imagining something that looks really cool. And then when you look into it, it's the most terrifying and horrible thing you've ever seen. <laughs> like, oh, look at that lovely landscape sunrise. Oh, in, that's a bunch in, of dead in. humans. Okay. <laughs> There's also these, uh, like, a lot of the illustrations are, like, these, like, humanoid Yeah, but this seems much more on point. 
Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one has two arms and two legs. It's like not an insect body. It's like a a human body. So I I personally pictured these creatures looking less humanoid. It has than two this. arms and two legs per side for the listeners. Yes, I'll I'll throw some links in the show notes. Um, and now all you scroll down far enough, and it's just Cornish pixies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll start introduced by that time. buffoon. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna de infest the velvet curtains because they have a shit ton of doxies in them. Which also, let's remind everyone, have poisonous teeth. So like they have an antidote, they'd just rather not use it. Yeah, like this is the one time that I think Molly is in the wrong because she's basically saying, All right, gang, let's gather up here. Here is your anti-rattle flying rattlesnake venom, or uh, uh, yeah, flying anti rattlesnake venom that you're going to spray on the rattlesnakes as they fly at you. And if you get bit, and by the way, I don't want anyone getting bit. Don't do that. But if you do get bit, I have one thing of antidote. Are we all yeah, ready one to go? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, but, but maybe, but maybe you you just um, can't take it uh, before you get bit because maybe right. uh, yeah. you have something like a reaction or need to put it on the bite and uh, you just can't uh, physically uh, take it. Um, but what if two people get bit, but there's only enough for one? Well, in this case, if Harry and Ron are bit, then Ron is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron, but Harry's plot armor demands that he's the one that lit. He's oh literally God. the boy who lived. One time I was dating this guy named Ryan. God rest his soul. Um, and I'm like, how do I say that he's dead without saying something religious? You can't. He's gone to join the great away. He's smoking weed in God's garage now. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> When I was dating him, he got into a fight with his mother. She had five children, um, and they were all kind of terrible to her. And he got into a big screaming fight with his mother in front of me. Very normal. I was just like on my phone or whatever. Um, and she, at one point, he said, well, you don't have to act like this just because you don't even like your children. And she said, that is not true. I love Christina. <laughs> yeah, you already told that because uh, how yeah. how could I know this story? Yeah, you already yeah. told it. I, I think told it was. That story? Yeah. yeah, you already told that story. Yeah. Uh oh, guys, we've been dating too long. <laughs> you know all my stories. <laughs> I've been with Shang long enough that he's like, hey, every time you repeat a story like once every couple of years, it gets like a little more dramatic. Do you mm -hmm. like know that about yourself? And I'm like, mm, doesn't surprise me. So, anyways. He was having a knife fight with his mom with his because mom. she didn't love any of her children. <laughs> and in the middle of the knife fight, his mom screams out, Christina, my daughter, I love you. <laughs> and then everyone stopped the knife fight and clapped. And next time it will be a gunfight or something. Like. Yeah. <laughs> we both have nukes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking shit about Creature. As you uh, do. Yeah, Hermione's like, he's not that bad. And everyone else is like, he's god awful. And it's like, oh, you're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, he should never have been put in this situation. Like, they definitely should have just dismissed him before taking residence in this house. What do you guys think about Creature? Like, what to do about Creature? I, 
I, I'm pretty sure dismissing creature would be paramount to just killing creature. I, Dude, I don't whatever. think he that's could not take your that. fault. <laughs> I mean, th- this is a, a entity. See, and there, I'm just going to stop. There is no way to describe slavery without sounding awful. If you think he's not going to be cool, if you dismiss him, send him to another family. What do you think, Constantine? Well, I think in this case, the problem is serious. So um, Sirius Black uh, been away for so long and uh, just never been uh, the favorite guy uh, of Creature. Um, Creature cannot be friendly to anybody until Sirius is gone. And this is, I think, uh, I I don't think that uh, anyone uh, likes uh, this quote, but I I think um, this is the only thing that uh, can um, change creature if Sirius will be gone and uh, he well has the revenge for Sirius mother well creature says that uh, Sirius broke his mother's heart and uh, I think that creature uh, will need to have that revenge on Sirius to um, end this this old fight Wow. Like, he'll never be satisfied. I'll never be satisfied. Thank you. There's your Hamilton reference, Mots. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Sirius doesn't do anything to make it even remotely better. So he enters the scene for the sole purpose of slandering Creature, it seems. Well, and, like, I can understand that Creature is the last remaining embodiment of the awfulness that Sirius had to go through. But at the same time... It, it it's like it's like you know what's going to happen if you've pushed the issue further right and Sirius has enough uh, wits about him to know that if he does what he does it's going to piss off creature so he's doing yeah. it on purpose he's being an asshole but creature is also an asshole like it's two assholes creature <laughs> has well i guess creature and Sirius Sirius both have some pretty bad issues yeah absolutely Absolutely. I, and I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss any sort of like PTSD and trauma that they both obviously have, but they are still assholes, right? Like you can still be an asshole yeah. if you have something terrible like that going yeah. on as well. And so it, it, at the end of the day, it's like just two people who don't want to be happy at this point, making each other unhappy. <laughs> this house needs a housekeeper or like a house manager who is not Molly Weasley, because this isn't Molly's job. And she's working way too hard to like feed everyone and be in the order of the Phoenix and mother everyone. Mm-hmm. So they need like a housekeeper, someone who is hired to keep the house creature. and like cl- clean it out. No, and to <laughs> liaise with creature. <laughs> oh, I, whose responsibility I, I is. hear you. I hear you loud and clear. They need Winky. Got it. Oh my God. No. <laughs> So well, in all, in all seriousness, seriousness, Ugh. how you would have to find someone who you could, like, it would have to be an order member, right? Or yeah. it would be Dobby. Dobby like- would be honored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they took the time in chapter three, the advanced guard, to be like, "Oh, let's see all these fuckboys we brought with us just to pick up Harry." We got Hestia Jones. We got. Sturgis Podmore, we got Emmeline Vance, we got Delicate Dedalus Diggle, you know, a list of people. Like, just 
make one of them the housekeeper. Yeah, well, and it's like the same thing with the doxies, right? Like you've got aurors constantly coming in and out of this house. Why not have them do it? Because they're busy. (laughs) These teenagers, they can take some doxy bites and be fine. (laughs) It'll make them. We have one whole antidote. Come on. It's like it's like a chicken pox party. Yeah. (laughs) Bring all your kids together. Let them get bit by doxies. Next time they get bit by doxies, it won't be so bad. Their body will have built up an immunity. (laughs) If they survive it. And if they don't. It's all right, Ron. We don't really need Survival you anyway. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we just described homeopathy, so that, that's fun. <laughs> What's homeopathy? I know I just described it, but what is what is that word? It, it's fake medicine. It's I'm going to dilute this thing oh, yeah. a thousand, thousand, thousand times and call it a solution, but not. But not. Yeah. It's bullshit. That's what it is. I gotcha. I hear you. Listeners, if that offends you, I'm sorry, but it is. No. no. <laughs> it is bullshit. <laughs> so Sirius and Molly are being, like, extremely polite to each other. Have y'all ever done this? Like, after a fight, you both kind of feel like assholes, and so you're, like, a little too nice. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it's, like, the natural human. It's the decent human thing to do, right? To try and, like. Yeah. But there is always that tinge of, like. I don't know. I always feel like, yeah, now I've got to also be extra nice, even though we just screamed at each other. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> yeah, but I Dear. got in very deep trouble with, with my teachers after I did this. <laughs> because uh, one of my teachers was like, you don't have to be that polite. All right. <laughs> Should I shout at you again? All right. I'll be less polite. I do it. I do it. <laughs> if you want that, everybody in the class ha- ha- has heard that you wanted me to shout at you. All right. So I'm I'm just going to do it again. You don't have to be that polite. All right, asshole. Cool. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> to the principal's office. I was just following orders. <laughs> you told me to be less polite. Yeah, I've definitely done that. Um, I've definitely been way too polite. Let's just say that, like, it's never Sean who comes home drunk and picks a fight with me. <laughs> so, yes, the next day I'm like stiffly polite. I'm like, are we still married? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. I do it because I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> they're talking about like this cabinet. They think it has a bogart in it, um, but they're not sure. And they want to let Mad-Eye Moody take a look at it with his special eye. Look with your special eyes. And that bogart will probably never come up again. It's fine. Nah, I'm sure. They put it in here just for fluff. There's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> so someone rings the doorbell and the port and Sirius's mom's portrait starts screaming again. So Sirius like goes off to resolve that. And the children and Molly start de-doxifying the curtains. There you got your housekeeper, Sirius' mom. Oh, there we go. Perfect. There we perfect. go. She's so polite. I think it's rude that no one explains that all Sirius's mother is obviously trying to do is to give them a free extension for their doorbell. You know, sometimes there are parts of the house that you just don't hear the doorbell in. She's trying to be helpful. She just has outdated terminology. That's all it is, okay? She yeah. 
She just she's trying her best. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know the woke language. She's just shouting <laughs> for everyone to hear that there's a guest and no one thanks her for it. Yeah, it's like the drunken grandpa on a fa family <laughs> <laughs> gathering, yeah. Who's who's talking about the war? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We showed them bitches is what they got for it. Oh. And we didn't have no cell phones back then. Yeah, they were, they were in their caves and wait, waiting for the internet to be invented. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Those people in my life wanted us there, okay? They wanted us there. Oh, dear. That's the darkest joke I've ever made. Yeah, sure, sure. The Vietnamese wanted you there. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so the plan is that you spray the doxies as they're flying at your face. You know, calmly spray the things flying at your face. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have bad depth perception. I couldn't do this. The spray is supposed to immobilize them, and then they're supposed to collect them in a bucket. And I would like to be extremely clear that this plan has been developed based on Molly Weasley's copy of Gilderoy Lockhart's Guide to Household Pests. I, I actually, I think it's a very smart thing to use that book. Can I defend my reason why? Or is it a smart thing to use that book for plot reasons or for... No, it, it actually okay, genuinely great. makes sense that she okay, would still ahead. use that book. Because okay. even if you know the full story of Gilderoy Lockhart, that book is going to work because he stole it all from someone else. Oh, so yeah. It's more than likely a very practical and like useful yeah, guy. not his Just nothing that has to do with him. Yeah, he, he did yeah, not write right a single that. word of it. It's also for the plot because remember Lockhart exists. Yeah. He might come back. Never. Maybe. Never. Later. <laughs> never. Never. Maybe. The worst chapter in this book. Oh. It's, God. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Um so yeah, they're they go at it. They start detoxifying. Um the twins are like pocketing the doxies so they can experiment with its venom later for their skiving snack boxes, which is something that we're hearing about now for the first time. They're treats that make you sick so you can skip class. Um, and then like you're it's supposed to have like a second part, like a second this the other half, you eat it An to antidote. like make yourself unsick. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've been testing on themselves. <laughs> I have a quick question for Fred and George. Guys, uh you're going to try an experiment with doxy venom when you have something that you've been given to spray the doxies with that is powerful enough to knock them out in midair. Why not just use that? Chemicals? So the chemicals bad enough that you shouldn't use it for that, but it's okay to just spray in front of your face. Probably. Well, they got towels in front of their face. So <sighs> I still just think this is a terrible idea to have teenagers do this. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. They're like, let's keep them busy so they can't fucking talk to each other. But if you would let Mandankas do it, he would be <laughs> dead on the spot. Hey, guys, because... let's go. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, be because he he's just an absolute idiot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is true. You know, it, it is fun to think of them all sitting around like, guys, I've got a great activity for the kids tomorrow, okay? We're going to yeah. go have a raid fight. I'm going to give them a bunch of poison, and we're all going to go and poison things together. It's going <laughs> to be fun. So, but Mandankas wouldn't have an antidote because Molly would have taken it because she yeah. wants him dead. 
Oh my god. Molly's like, oh no, whatever happened to Mundungus? Mundungus Why was like, the door closed? <laughs> guys, isn't the stuff you're supposed to spray them with black? This is just water. No, 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 that's the right stuff. Go ahead now. Go spray them. Spray them all. <laughs> is there any antidote? It is there is, but it's down here, and I wouldn't want it to like get broken up there. So we'll just keep it down here. If there's any problems, we'll we will bring it up to you. So now take your what I mean doxy poison and go and get them out. Thank you. <laughs> As they're finishing around lunchtime, well, I don't know. I don't even know if they're finishing, but they're definitely around lunchtime. As the activity is no longer going on around lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, the doorbell rings again, and Molly's like, "Stay here. I'm going to get lunch." But the person at the door, they look out the window. It's Mundungus fucking Fletcher with a bunch of cauldrons. The stolen cauldrons. Molly starts screaming at him like for bringing do. in stolen goods. I love hearing mom shouting at someone else, said Fred. I love how they're like doing the John Madden commentary with it. Like, oh, see, they, they already messed up. They, they didn't stop her. She's building up a head of steam now. Yeah. Yeah, Fred, and if you'll note, you know, she's been wanting to yell at him ever since he left Harry. So this is really, he's just made every mistake. And we just know that Molly's going to take this one up to the next level. Let's watch how this turns out. You know? There are children here! This is a top secret facility! <laughs> now, what you'll also notice, John, is that he, he is bringing in cauldrons. Now, those cauldrons represent... The issue that Molly's having with Percy, who is working on cauldrons. So this is really him fucking up on so many levels. Back to you, John. I, I will kick you right in your cauldron, bitch! <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Okay, so then your creature comes in. Because things need to get better, yes. Yeah, he's muttering terrible racist things. <laughs> and it's a bad encounter, like, for everyone. Uh, and no one had a good time. And no one had a good time. Everyone is so shitty. It's a very shitty situation. Yeah, it's like mm. if your grandpa's dog could talk. <laughs> oh if, my god! If you inherit a parrot, inherit a parrot from your old racist <laughs> grandfather. My <laughs> like, Oh my god! I'm so sorry that you had to hear that, but like, you can't get mad at him. We're trying to teach him to say more, uh, <laughs> more inclusive things. He was just alone with him the last 10 years. <laughs> You're like, Polly, Black Lives Matter. And Polly's like, Squat, all lives matter. No, no Polly, no. <laughs> it would be a really fun phase where, like, Polly is saying both really good stuff and really bad stuff back to back, too. So, like, <laughs> trans lives are real lives. <laughs> Cops are good. Like, it's just like. <laughs> Um, okay, and then enter Sirius again, and then it's, like, Sirius is talking about Creature, and it's, like, it's bad. Sirius hates Creature for existing. Creature hates Sirius for <laughs> betraying the noble and most ancient house of Black. What? And let's let's be real here. Th this whole scene is Creature's really basically doing the wrong kid died thing, right? Yeah. Like, of course, Regulus died, but not the worthless one. The worthless one is still alive. But he's doing it with a lot more racism and awfulness. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's a talking thing. Hermione's like, he doesn't know what he's saying. And Sirius is like, no, that motherfucker knows exactly what he's saying. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he knows what he's saying? Yes. 
A thousand percent. You don't think he's like kind of out of his mind? If he's out of his mind, he's not muttering things directed at people who are only in the room. True. Like he he changes what he's saying and adapts it based on what is said to him. (laughs) Okay. And he can't be out of his mind because we know what happens later in the Deathly Hallows. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Wow, I did forget about that. Like I said, just assholes all around. Yeah, assholes all around. Name one person in this house who isn't being a little bit of an asshole right now. Only assholes in the building, yeah. (laughs) Only assholes in the building! Oh my god, that's perfect! More like order of the assholes. God damn it, everyone sucks here. Alright, assholes, get in order. Alright, it's time for another shit up. That's what we call it when we go and we fuck something up, because we're all assholes. (laughs) So... Sirius and Harry go to look at like the big tapestry. That's why Creature like entered the room to try to save the tapestry, I guess, as it's been in the family for seven centuries. Whoa. Yeah, that mat history matters. Can can we can we just all agree that like, yes, history matters. Your personal family's tapestry is not history. It is a documentation of the past. Like, yeah, it's not all you're doing is like, oh, yes, let's look at the list of still good people. (laughs) It's fucked up. But it's like all the good people are gone from it. So it's even more fucked up. It's like it's like the reverse tapestry. Yeah, it's like the reverse thing that uh, I uh, earlier talked about, like uh, if somebody divorced out of the family, then they they don't talk about uh, them and um, in this case it's more like the mafia Luigi you don't betray family (laughs) (laughs) Fredo I love you but for god's sake never turn against the family I I am now imagining if like this was considered wizarding history for some point for some reason and after the war it was put up in a museum and like someone who's related to the bad people walks into the museum and has to try and find a way to like burn their relative's name off as if they were a bad (laughs) As if they were unfavored by the bad people in the past. Like, shit, their name is still clear. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just? Nope. My family has been blacked out on that for a long time. Long time. It's long still burning. Time. It's still burning, man. He's like waving it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always been like this. Yeah. And they hit it so hard that sometimes it randomly smokes. I'm sure you've seen that before, though, right? It's been here for a while. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Come up with cooler ways to disown people than just taking them off of your like art project. <laughs> like write them a letter explaining why you don't like them anymore. Something cool, you know? Throw them in a river. <laughs> is, yeah. Is like with a... Neville. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, what? God. He got thrown into a river? Yeah, he, he got pushed uh, um, from Blackpool, Blackpool Pier. Yeah, to try and make the magic come out of him. Oh my yeah. god. I thought that he got dangled from the attic. Is it both? He got dangled from from the balcony and this was the case that um they found out because uh he let go and uh he bounced uh like something and he was yeah. all right. So in this case they knew that uh, that he actually wasn't a squib. Okay. I hear you. Um I was like, how did we get here? Right, because then throw them in the river to disown him. <laughs> Pretty much the black family motto is like, we're pure, baby. Like, pure <laughs> pure every day. Pure. 
We've got all the recessive traits. Uh. Yeah. Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Like, if you were really even this pure, you wouldn't have to, like, talk about how pure you are. You know what I mean? I don't know. At a certain point, you run out of things to actually talk well about your own family. You kind of have to go back to just how pure you we're are. so pure. Yeah, like Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My father is going to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> But Tina, if I don't bring it up all the time, who's going to remember how important this arbitrary thing is? Uh, this thing that only benefits me. <laughs> exactly. Actually, it doesn't. Their immune systems must be garbage. Yeah, that's true. Harry Potter and the Four-Fingered Boy. No. <laughs> so Sirius has been burned off the family tree. Um, this happened when Sirius ran away from home to the Potter's house when he was 16. Hmm. We also learn about Regulus, Sirius's brother, who died about 15 years uh, before this, yeah. after becoming a Death Eater. Apparently, he became a Death Eater, panicked, and then was murdered by Voldemort. Or so we think. Or so, or one of Voldemort's servants, I think they specific. He's like, well, he wouldn't have killed him himself, but. He's in a lackey. You're like lackey level murder, bro. You're not even that special. Which, like, you gotta wonder if. For Regulus, like when the lackey showed up, if he had that moment where he was just like, hmm, yeah, send a lackey to kill the guy who stole your fucking horcrux. Oh, he doesn't know. But he does know, actually, because he's well, whatever. We'll get there Regulus in is, yeah. a while. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty incesty up in here. Ceres and Tonks are related. Uh, Tonks's mother, Andromeda, is Bellatrix Lestrange's sister Nar and Narcissa's sister as well. Andromeda also got blasted off the family tree because she married a muggle-born. <gasps> Ted talks, yeah. Sirius is like, yeah, I don't like being here. There's this <laughs> much, this much trauma is here, gestures vaguely. It's like the uh, the SpongeBob thing with the diapers. It's like, yeah. Sirius, why don't you like staying in your old house? And he's just like walking around pointing at like my mother's portrait creature the fucking tapestry like <laughs> it's just all these different reasons this house and its energy yeah and the yeah. memories the old happy memories uh no Ugh. all the hat well well um i did leave that one time that was really nice yeah, that um was cool. that was really great Harry likens it to being forced to go back to, like, the Dursley's house in his adulthood. And I think that's, like, a pretty fair analogy, you know? It's like, yeah, that, well, you, you sh shouldn't have to be doing that now also, but. Yeah. So in the afternoon, they are, like, cleaning that curio cabinet full of creepy cool stuff. Or, like, I think it's two cabinets on either side of the mantle. Fred and George are still stealing things. <laughs> like you do. And then we see, as we mentioned earlier, the locket. Please, please just put it. Fred, George, please just steal it. <laughs> God, put it anywhere. Oh, my God. It's like kind of hard to watch this. Yeah. It would have been nice to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Joanne knew what she was doing when she put the locket there? Or do you think she later was like, oh, I need some like idle artifact and like flipped through her existing books and was like, oh, a locket. That's perfect. I, if it was just a locket, 
I could see that being the case, but I do think, unfortunately, she gets the credit because doesn't it mention here the S? The S on the locket? Yeah. Yes, oh. and um, it also um, says that uh, Creature has something like uh, PTSD so because he was in uh, in that cave where uh, Regulus stole that locket and yeah, um, yeah that's why so this to... uh this uh this story uh i think i think uh she knew what uh she was doing it doesn't mention the letter s in this chapter Ooh, the it note just might... says it just says a heavy locket that none of them could open that is all it says then actually i'm going to say well but the diary was also an at first, and it could not be killed other way, other than with a basilisk fang. I've always thought that with the diary, it more she put that in there is like a dangerous thing. I don't think she meant the Horcruxes that early. No, I, I think that no. was a rewrite. And honestly, this seems like something that she's throwing out there that she knows she can use later, but she can also abandon if she doesn't want to. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's locket, like. It should come back in every right it should, but there's already, I mean, how many things have we read in, so far in this journey that it's like, why are you bringing this up? And it, it's because later on she had the option of going back to it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> so they're just throwing things away and Creature keeps sneaking in to steal stuff. Just like Fred and George. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, different kinds of stuff, I think, that they're... Both parties are looking for different kinds of things to steal. Yeah, one's looking for dangerous things. One's looking for valuable things. Come on now. They keep cleaning the house for like days. Yeah. Harry says it feels like they're waging war on the house. Like, and then like creature is like working for the house. <laughs> There's like some random visitors over the days. And I would love to draw everyone's attention to the fact that Lupin is, quote, Staying in the house was serious, unquote. They're all staying in the house. Yeah. But Lupin is staying in the house, quote, with serious, unquote. They're reliving their Gryffindor days and sharing a room as friends. Yeah, they were they were roommates. Just a couple of a couple of older eligible bachelors just chilling out together, having fun life, living in the same bedroom, having tickle listen, fights. Just listen, listen. When it's a full moon and Lupin takes his little medicine and he curls up a harmless wolf on the master bed, Sirius also turns into a wolf. Nope, a bear. A nope, a dog. Third time's a charm. <laughs> oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> and they snuggle up together and it's really cute. And a basic bitch mom would take a picture of it and put it on Instagram, hashtag dogstagram. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe Buckbeak took a picture. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm just imagining him with those eagle claws trying to like operate a camera like Buckbeak no paparazzi <laughs> I just think that for serious fucking Lupin on his parents master bed is like extremely would be extremely cathartic absolutely absolutely <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, who's, That's the what, who's the master now, right? When, yeah, <laughs> when they finally were able to get the portrait down of the mother, it goes straight into the bedroom. Straight no! into the bedroom. Open that no, portrait up. Andrew. Aren't you proud, mama? No, no, I hate it. But I, 
I am guessing that the master bedroom has like a canopy bed with like <laughs> green velvet drapes, and I'm here for that aesthetic. Lovely room, terrible house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a fireplace in the bedroom. Do you think that the parents uh, were sleeping in one bedroom? Because, oh, no, the husband uh, it's, slept it's, in the basement. Uh, yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, because uh, most of the time in uh, some of those noble families, they they uh, would be separated uh, oh. with yeah. their uh, own bedrooms. Girl I didn't child. know that. I, yeah, I, I knew that like royalty did that sometimes, but I didn't know that like just nobility would do that. Oh, yeah. so as the royals, so does all the aristocrats. Aristocracy. I guess you're right, but it's because aristocrats, king... right? Aristocrats, is just, yes. <laughs> is it just because noble men get to fuck whoever they want, or is it because they didn't actually love each other, or is it because it was proper? Why not? It was all of those? to continue the bloodline. It was not a marriage for love. Yeah. It was a marriage for the bloodline, for the purity of the blood. Yeah. So it's because they didn't actually want to hang out with each other. Well, I mean, it's it's that. It's also, it's hard to get a mistress in your bedroom if your wife's there. It's I know. No, it's so hard to sneak in the mistress past my wife. It's not just one negative thing. It's tons of negative things that are the reason why. Come on now. <laughs> Finally, it's the night before Harry's hearing. It's take your adopted son to work day for Arthur. He, Harry's going to go to work with Arthur and then they'll go to the hearing. So you get the impression that the hearing is like in, in like the late morning or something because they're going to go to work first. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a 10, 11 p. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly thinking, what yeah. I was thinking. Um, And they're just kind of like talking about it a little bit. Harry learns that Dumbledore was at the house the night before. After Harry went to bed and didn't want to speak to him. Oh, so sad. No. But there's also a line. Um, hold on, what is it? It's the last line of the chapter. So right now it's the day before the hearing. And Dumbledore was here yesterday. Right? The thought that Dumbledore had been in the house on the eve of his hearing and not asked to see him made him feel, if that were possible, even worse. And I would like to be extremely clear that Dumbledore was not in the house on the eve of Harry's hearing. Dumbledore was in the house on the eve of the eve of Harry's hearing. The eve of the eve of the eve, going into the before time eve. That is the end of the chapter. Did anyone have any last thoughts or like any anything you want to reflect on further? Constantine, do you have any final words? Well, I think that uh, they um, should have done a fair job with um, with the um, tapestry and the pictures and trying to to get those out. And um, but um, well, maybe it was uh, the what was it the permanent sticking hacks or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it was the charm. Wasn't it permanent a hex? sticking charm? Maybe it is a hex. Maybe it's just because she's kind of not it's, a nice it's, person. It's more, it's a, well, it's more it's like a, a curse hex. because uh, if it's a charm, it should be something more. more. Um, well, it's good for her. It's not good for them. If I was charming one of my pictures to stay up, it would feel charming. But a pure blood wouldn't charm. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> it being a hex is sort of terrifying because that kind of implies that you could use it on someone and all of their clothes would be stuck to them forever. 
No, I hate that. Because aren't hexes like things that you do to other people? They're like attack spells, basically. Yeah. Aren't that curses? We were talking in the last episode about defeating Voldemort by casting a permanent sticking charm on his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a shitty way to go. It would be a shitty way to go. <laughs> There's a lot of creative uses of magic that I feel this book series deeply does not explore. How yeah. How is the one thing uh, called that the Weasleys uh, invented in the six? Uh, oh, the bat bogey? No, 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 no. Uh, it, it is the thing, that, uh, the uh, constipation sensation that's gripping the nation. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, should yeah. have taken that one. <laughs> It's you know poo. You know poo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know poo. Yeah. <laughs> you know poo. See, that's how we should have defeated Voldemort. <laughs> the most concentrated dose of you know poo the world had ever seen. The Weasleys are concocting it like in a wartime lab. They put it into a single vial. Snape throws it in Voldemort's mouth. Yeah, and they also um what it was on the advertising uh who's afraid of you know who, you should be afraid of you know poo. Okay. <laughs> That's right. And Mrs. Weasley, oh no, they're gonna be killed for it. And she was right, fifty yeah. percent of it. Oh my um, god. 50% <laughs> accuracy on that one, Molly. Andrew Snape throws the vial of you know poo into Voldemort's mouth, but it's still kind of like hanging there, like by its tooth. <laughs> and so we need Chief Brody from Jaws to come fucking <laughs> with his rifle and blast it. Uh, Neville like yeah. just happens to stumble through the door somehow, <laughs> like the shock of it. Ah, Voldemort! Ah, just screams and it falls back into his mouth. <laughs> Andrew, do you have any final thoughts about the chapter? No. I just don't. Yeah. It, it, my final thought is that we didn't need this one either. The, this chapter could have been an email, Joe. <laughs> there was no This chapter need. could, because you really not just put this in an email. Um, and I would like to just, spoiler alert for next week's episode, don't need that chapter either. <laughs> <laughs> chapter seven and chapter eight should be combined. The Ministry of Magic and the the Ministry of Magic. If you have a chapter that's just exposition, do your exposition better, baby. Yeah. You just got to do it better. This book is exposition. That damn it! It's so much longer in German. I can't. If your book is longer than the resolution of the image on front of the book, like more pages than <laughs> the resolution, you have an issue. Because like that book is over a thousand pages, and that res that cover is not in 1080p so like <laughs> yeah i think that's where you fucked up like maybe maybe give it a second go through on the edit just saying oh my god well in uh. i'm betting the reason that this book particularly got so fucking long is because she had so many rocks or so many uh uh irons and so many fires that the editors were like hey we can take out this scene with like them going after doxies, right? And she was no, like, no. you don't know. No, it's, That'll it's come back later. Grand plan. Okay. Well, like, hey, the 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 house keep the house self being like a terrible racist, that that'll come back somehow, right? That's why you're keeping it in there. Oh, yes, yes, that's going to be very important. It just it seems like like you said, they were too afraid to have her go somewhere else. So they were like, okay, yeah, th this is a perfectly normal book to put out. Yeah, yeah but it's uh, it's like the editors um, 
I think they they were kind of afraid. It's like yeah. um, I don't remember who who told that story on an evening sh on a night show. It was uh, that he met Tom Cruise and uh, then that uh, Tom Cruise um, ha had um, talked about a stunt with the stunt guy and the stunt guy said, "Well, it's too dangerous. We can't do that." So he got another stunt guy. <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on to plugs and wrap this one on up. Constantine, do you want people to find you on the internet? <laughs> and if so, where? Uh, and if you don't, that's cool too. I'm on Instagram at constantine.elfers. And I think that's it. Cool. What's something you've been watching, reading, playing, listening to lately that you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? Well, um, I've been listening to a local band from Münster. That's where I live in Germany. Um, they called uh, Bad Assumption. Hmm. Yeah, they it's like metal. And um, they will release a new album in October. And um, some of those songs are already out. And um, yeah, they're on Spotify. Uh, just uh, type in Bad Assumption and just give them a listen. They are absolutely great. And uh, actually, I went to school with one, one of those guys and uh, rediscovered oh, that's um, dope. that he was doing, uh, still doing music when it was shown to me by, uh, by Spotify. That's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I'm definitely going to listen to this. I'm always looking for new music to listen to while I work. So please, anyone, always feel free to give me music recommendations. Andrew, what have you been watching, reading, listening to wah, 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 recently that you think the people would enjoy? Ah, so you put that little qualifier on the end so I can't talk about Yeah, Black they have Pink. to okay. enjoy it. Then um, I will t uh, say I've been watching, there's a show on Hulu called Welcome to Wrexham. And you, oh, got it. It's got a W. Rex, I'm like Rex Sim Ralph. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia bought a soccer team, a Welsh soccer team that's in like one of the lower divisions of the English Professional League. And it's it's actually really good. It's them like it, it's partly them boosting up Wales and trying to get recognition of the local area and do good for this community. And it's really cool. It's really fun. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but even I was really into it. So, isn't Ted Lasso also about soccer? It is. It, is that a thing? Is soccer like making a thing, making a I comeback mean, right now? It's hard to make a comeback when you're the most popular sport in the world. So, yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> yeah, that's the American perspective. Right? Well, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is that they're like two American shows with big names in the past couple years that are about soccer. And I can't remember like any other soccer shows ever except for bend it like Beckham, but that was a movie and also British. Oh yeah. And it was British. Wasn't it? <laughs> you mean the British movie about, you know, I mean, um, I mean, um, she's the man. <laughs> That's a soccer movie. right? <laughs> well, it, there's, there has been a long-term project in American, the American soccer association, whatever they're called to try and like, I think it was the, project 2012 or something like that where they were trying to get further into the world cup and america has been doing somewhat better in the men's divisions ish um because america has a lot of athletic talent as you can see in you know olympics and other professional sports but it's never been a very popular sport for american kids 
to like really devote their time and effort to soccer. Yeah, it's popular. Are you like joking me? Doesn't every kid play soccer? That's the only sport soccer. I've ever played. I played like every sport except soccer. What? My... So together we make one complete athlete, is what you're saying? It's, it seems it seems to be a very a sport for girls in in uh, in the United States. Oh, so, because you don't have to touch each other. Yeah, and it's young kids that they think it's safer. It's actually a dangerous sport, but no, the, there's a big. A lot of people, especially like, you know, my dad, who's your average sports watching person, literally told me, like, I don't want to go and watch a boring soccer match. So don't you're not going to play soccer. Like, I didn't want to play because I grew up with that same mindset. First of so. all, a parent should never tell their child that, Andrew. That's what I love about you. All your sad stories. <laughs> well, I mean, he came to every other event that I did. He was just very honest. Yeah, because like, you I didn't hate, play soccer. I hate soccer, so I don't want to You go to it you anyway. It. You think I like watching T-ball? No, you go anyway. You got to remember, though, this is like he had been indoctrinating me into the anti-soccer camp for my entire life. So I was like, well, why would I want to go play soccer anyways? You know what? I think my dad also is like an anti-soccer propagandist. Mm -hmm. Is that toxic masculinity, being anti-soccer? In America, yes. Because yeah, it's considered it that it's it's the silly sport where people fall over and pretend to be hurt. Well, but they, we play football do, where we give each other brain that. damage yeah, like a good, hardworking <laughs> American. Awful. I don't have CTE. You have CTE. Yeah, but the problem is that it is only called soccer in your part of the world. Yeah. It is called football everywhere else. Football. We're so confused. In German, you would say Fußball. Also. Fußball is the one with the... <laughs> yeah, what do you... Wait, look, I have it. This is a Fußball table. What do you call this in Germany? Can you see it? No. Uh, you know, the one with the... It's it's a soccer... The, the one with the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you would call it a kicker. Oh, that kicker. actually, hmm. huh? It's almost like American, but with do a K. Hard. Yeah. It's always K's in there. So yeah. Fun so, fact: but... Our local soccer team is called the Richmond Kickers. Oh yeah, the Kickers. Which is don't know I'm, anything about them. Never been to a game. A you know why? Because I don't like watching soccer. soccer. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I just think I always end up at the baseball games because. I understand baseball better. They have better beer selections. That's the reason they have why. <laughs> much better beer selections. And they also have little kids doing races in nut costumes. <laughs> I can't get into baseball. I I think it's a stupid it's, sport. It It's so boring. But I, I still was, will watch it. I was... I have... <laughs> everyone's so mad the episode isn't over yet. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> two things. One, I was raised in a baseball family. My dad and both my brothers played baseball. Not me, because I'm a girl. We don't do that here. And then two, I don't have very good vision, so it's quite hard for me to follow a basketball or follow uh, like a soccer ball. But a baseball, a lot of the time, is like not really moving. Like that's not always like... It, it's like, it's like okay, he's throwing it from here to here. I don't have to like... Look yeah, for with it. 100 and then miles an hour. If somebody if somebody hits it, you just like wait for it to be caught, and T it, it's like easier for me to follow baseball than it is. Other Tina, sports. you know, half of your job when you're a baseball player is to hit the ball, though, right? Like they don't always. No, I'm just saying you would never. That's the problem. <laughs> you need. Well, yeah, I don't like playing baseball. <laughs> God no. Oh, you're talking I about like watch watching it. it on. Oh, okay, okay. Oh my God, 100 million times soccer first for me, please. I can only play sports in two dimensions. Okay, <laughs> I can't do balls in the air. 
<laughs> so you're playing the old arcade games, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Anyway, fuck this. I'm so sorry to everyone who <laughs> never, ever comes here for sports conversations. <laughs> um, that's definitely the most longest sports conversation we've ever had. I'm Christina. You know where to find me. And this week, I would love to plug to you the book Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. It's a YA mystery, a murder mystery set in a very, very isolated, like, mountain Vermont mountain school. And it's, like, trying to solve a murder from 1936, but it's, like, set in present day. So it's, like, this murder was never solved. And now there's a new murder, and they might be connected. And it's very cheeky and fun. Um, and it is a trilogy. I'm sorry. I'm, I haven't read the two sequels, but I do own them, and I will read them in the next couple of weeks. But the first one was excellent, and I had a great time. I'm going to laugh really hard if the last two turn out to be problematic. They're as bad. Fuck. <laughs> and then he turns into a Nazi. The fuck? <laughs> Almost no book series get better as they go on, but I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for it to yeah not be that bad. And then they all die, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who killed them? <laughs> Constantine, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you that I could be on and uh, that you made time on the weekend to uh, get this recording done because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to yeah, do this during the week because it would be right in the middle of the oh, night. Oh, is there a time difference? Oh, yeah. There's oh, wait, you're not. I thought Germany was right next to us. I thought you lived in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, right? Does your mouth ever like start to do a joke without you and then you figure it out? I was like, why am I saying New York City? And then I was like, oh, I think my mouth is trying to do Salt Lake City from um, <laughs> Book of Mormon. <laughs> Book of Mormon, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I had the wrong city, so it didn't work. Andrew, as always, thank you for being my most beloved co-conspirator. Mwah. Love you, Tina. And you are welcome. Before we go, <laughs> pull up my notes. I would like to say a few words. A uh, conjubilant clique, abyssidarian, abyssidarian, and Glockenspiel. Is it German? Is it German? German? Glockenspiel? Yeah. Glockenspiel! Don't forget to eat breakfast. Thanks so much, everybody. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Hi, my name's Sam, and I've recently become an adult. But why does adulting have to suck? Join me on my journey to rediscover the joy of following your passions as an adult and discuss it with people who are doing just that. I'll sit down with a variety of people from all walks of life and ask the important questions while trying to figure out what does it really mean to adult. 
Whether you're a pro or haven't even started, come and listen wherever you get your podcasts and hopefully you might learn a thing or two. Sparkling water is so carbonated. Dave X Media.